Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. We are here after a crazy week of games uh, here the week before Christmas, um, getting ready for the holidays. Uh, Pep, uh, how are you feeling? You got any holiday plans? Uh, I might have one or two, you know, hang out with the company members, uh, you know, in a casual setting, not not in the workspace. Yeah, yeah. A company retreat, as always, you know, got to use that intern's paycheck for uh, for something so exactly you know it's got to go somewhere yeah um and i I think this is a this is a good use for it so uh yeah we'll have a good time over the holidays uh there are three games on christmas and uh uh, uh, the major week slate of games is on uh saturday beforehand so uh yeah some good games coming up but uh this past week there were some some crazy games insanely crazy the biggest comeback in nfl history uh you had pick sixes you had lateral sixes um you had broncos and ravens and browns games no the last part's not true but yeah those we'll pretend those didn't happen Um, but yeah why don't we start with the the biggest comeback in nfl history uh obviously like the you know led by the best quarterback in nfl history 1 p.m kirk cousins this is the peak Vikings Kirk Cousins era game. It won't get more Kirk Cousins Vikings esque than this. You saw <laughs> Kirkland Cousins in the first half of the game, and then you saw Captain Kirk in the second half. The game was decided within one score. It had the crazy comeback and all the points scored. Just so, so Kirk Vikings loved it. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I was thinking, uh, I, I didn't think it was, it wasn't Kirk's fault that they got off to such a horrible start it was like some bad luck like the Colts went down and just immediately scored and then they got that blocked punt and uh you know some other bad breaks for the Vikings and but I just felt like it was like Kirk Cousins like it just felt like Kirk wasn't gonna do anything because like when things aren't going well for Kirk he's uh, he just tends to you know it tends to snowball for him um but it didn't happen this game he did uh, he he came back and uh, threw some uh, critical passes. I thought he played very well. I thought he played very well overall, um, but uh, it was uh, it was kind of crazy. I, I thought uh, I, I the funniest part to me about this game was uh, both times Justin Jefferson left the game twice, um, got hurt and left the game for like a play, um, and both times Jalen Rager enters the game. Kirk Cousins immediately throws the ball to him and he's he causes directly causes two interceptions. Um the first one, like I'm surprised they didn't talk about it more on the broadcast. Like he runs like a little button hook, uh like uh, kind of like a slant hook. Um so he like stops and Kirk goes to throw it to him and then he takes like two big like he like takes two sidesteps to his right uh because that's kind of where the open space was so i get what he was thinking but like you can't do that as a receiver and kirk throws it right to where he was and the guy from behind him comes and picks it off julie i think it was julian blackman uh comes and returns it for six and then the second one obviously he just stopped running on the deep pass neither was like a great decision by kirk but it's like neither one would have been an interception if it wasn't for Jalen Ray. <laughs> man yeah, just it and very tough for Jalen Rager's mistakes to be seen on the national spotlight there. I think, you know, everybody's obviously pointing the finger at Matt Ryan, pointing the finger, haha, Jeff Saturday from this game. 
Um, something I noticed, just the play calling on offense by the Colts in the second half, they didn't change a single thing up. They're just like, all right, the goal here is to go three and out every drive. So we're just going to call basically the same plays every single time. And I think, you know, I don't want to put all of the blame on this guy, Parks Frazier. He was promoted from specialist assistant quarterbacks coach to be the team's play caller for the rest of the season by Jeff Saturday, but he's very young. I think he's early 30s and never had play calling duties before. I think this showed in this game. Yeah, uh, I think we have Jemp here. Uh, Jemp, do you have some thoughts in the, this game? I know you were watching it intently. Your, Viking, your wife is a diehard Vikings fan. Yes, yeah, so uh, I I missed the entirety of the first half. I was actually working, uh, and I checked my phone after working, and I was going to drive back pretty much at halftime, and it was, you know, 33 zip, and I'm like, wow, do I want to go home? To, <laughs> do, do I text my wife to see how she's doing? Like, this is tough. Um, but, of course, went back and, and talking to her, and she was like, oh, this is good. No, I can, I can clean the house. It's fine. I don't have to watch this thing. Um and we kept it on, of course, the whole time, but was focused on a few other things. And then, um, man, it was it was delightful to kind of see. As I, I was watching more intently, and I'm like, oh, look at this. There's there's a lot of time left in this game. There's there's a lot of time. Okay, they're leaving more time in this game. I don't know. I don't think they understand the play clock part of it. Of like, they didn't have to snap the ball at 30 seconds left on the play clock for the Colts. That part was beyond me, but I didn't mind it. Because I'm yeah. watching, this can't be, this is too entertaining. <laughs> They're also allowed to, like, you know, move the ball and get first downs like they were in the first half. Like, that's still allowed even when you're up 33 to nothing. Well, I, I will say, at, at least in that instance, the defense has a little bit of a say. Like, the defense can try to make it tough. The snap in the ball thing is 100% your discretion. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> now, it was, it was cool to see. And, I mean, it was, it was bound to happen. With you, you, I heard you talking about the miscues with Breaker and stuff like that, and the, the pot, like I mean, just so many crazy things had to go wrong for them to be in such a bad position. But when Kirk threw that second pick, because at first I couldn't see the receiver gave up on the route, and I just see the ball, and I'm like, oh, classic, classic Kirk, like trying to do too much when there's not, you know, there's nothing on the clock, and like I, I don't think it would have been caught, but it shouldn't have been that easy of interception. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably just a questionable decision just to go to Jalen Rager at all. So I mean. Uh, and, and it's, you can it's, get on for it's so nice you see you see who kirk is because you know uh, you see all these other quarterbacks hollering at their offensive coordinators who are actually defensive coordinators and you <laughs> the other people yelling and you know rookie receivers saying if you want the ball run the right routes and all that kind of stuff but kirk just comes over pats him on the back probably said hey dude keep running next time or he was pretty sly with him <laughs> yelling at him i don't know but it, it didn't look as bad <laughs> yeah kirk also might you know uh, maybe you should yell at Jalen Rager a little bit more just to be like, hey, maybe you should not do that next time. Hey, next like, time you're going to completely give up on your job, let me know. Throw the ball differently. That could be a really sweet route. You're running the deep route, and I'll just throw it 45 yards instead of 60 yards because you're going to be <laughs> Kirk's definitely one end of the spectrum, the nice guy, and then you've got NFC North Aaron Rodgers, douche, yelling at Christian Watson. Also about this Vikings game, in the end, they they the refs were even against them coming back, and they still overcame the refs. Oh, my gosh. That was obscene. Insane. And they were pretty tense overtime. That was almost a straight tie. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Which would have been so bad. 
But it was like overtime. It just felt like the Vikings were going to win because the Colts couldn't get a first down <laughs> at all. It's like we haven't gotten a first down in like ten years. We got to do ten more minutes of this. Can we, can we just give up? And it, t- it took them like laying on uh, freaking uh, Jefferson there to get the extra penalty for the refs to finally give him a call. Yeah, it was easier for the field goal, but. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Well, it was speaking- a fun game. It was really good for my fantasy team when I saw us down thirty-three to zero. I didn't even look at fantasy yet because I'm very Vikings yeah. dependent. Yeah. And was like, all right, cool. I guess I lost in all of my five playoff matches. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then the second half of overtime happened. I was like, oh, cool. There's a Thielen, a Cook, a, a Jefferson touchdown. We're doing all right. We're back. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of shaky refing, uh, let's go to the Sunday night game: um, the, the Giants at the Commanders. Um, I, I'm not going to speak on this, but Pep, how did you feel about the, the end of this game? It, it's I rough to speak on it after you. It, but, uh, <laughs> all right. So I'll give this perspective on it. Cause obviously, obviously it's rough. It's frustrating, but to me, it kind of felt like the other side of the unnecessary roughness call at the end of the Eagles commanders game earlier, you know, that hit on Heineke from Brandon Graham. It's like, it's not as bad as that call. Like that call was justified, but you know, I could imagine to an Eagles fan, like, dude, what the heck? There were two two really bad calls, um, but that's just that's <laughs> just the the human error aspect of officiating that we all love, so that robots don't take the game over. That's my well, take. I, I, I think I figured out why that occurred. So first, Terry looks over the official and says, uh, "Am I offsides?" And the official says, "Oh yeah, you're totally offsides, man. You're fine." And <laughs> then. That's why he got it correct. Thumbs up. Yeah, you're wrong. Uh, he totally got him there. And then the second one, I'm pretty sure the uh, officials thought the ball was tipped. Quarterback took the ball in his right hand, touched it with his left. They counted that as a tip. And so you free, feel free to just do whatever you want. I'm, I'm pretty confident that's what they – he tipped it. Tipped it with his left hand. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the pass interference thing I honestly didn't bother me that much. Like I, I know it probably was pass interference, but – it was honestly just like Heineke chucking it up to Curtis Samuel. And like, uh, I don't know. It's almost like it was a Hail Mary because he was like drifted back so far and just <laughs> chucked it up to him. I mean, it's basically a Hail Mary. It's the last play of the game. Um, so I, I wasn't that bothered by that. Um, but the, the Terry thing, and I uh, like Terry came out after and like said, he was like, I checked with the ref uh, to see if I'm on the line. He said, move up. I did. He, then he said I was good. And like I believe Terry, he's not. He's like I, you know, obviously I'm biased, but I don't think Terry would just come out and lie about that. And no, the the reporter made him clarify. He was like, "That's literally what the ref said." Terry's like, "Yes, he said you're well, Terry." Yeah, and, and and I mean, quite frankly, Terry was trying to get an unfair advantage on that play where his job <laughs> was to just to stand there, yeah. not even like fake a route. So definitely trying to cheat really matters it's it's like when you get that holding call that's like 800 yards away from the play on the left side where it's like can we not call that penalty and nothing <laughs> what's happening i mean it might have been one but like it couldn't have affected the outcome in any way shape or form <laughs> and like to be fair it didn't really look like he was on the line i mean there, you obviously have a lot of leeway there it's like what is on the line of scrimmage not everybody's you know exactly at the line of scrimmage uh it's just kind of you know a ballpark and if the ref says you're good then you're good so i mean I don't know. It's just a weird call to make in that situation, especially if like your argument on the next pass interference, like it's like, oh, it's like a big, 
you know, at the end of the game, we don't want to make a call to affect the end of the game, then like, fine, then don't call the freaking <laughs> illegal formation. <laughs> um, but that was uh, just, just a little bit frustrating. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, they could, the commanders should have just been up 100-0 at that point, and then the refs don't matter. That's kind of yeah. on that. Yeah, that the commanders true. just, they like the challenge of uh, Philadelphia and the 49ers defense, you know, for the last two games. So, I mean, there's no pressure, man. There's no pressure. <laughs> yeah. There's no pressure, Scott Turner, to, you know, maybe you should just abandon Brian Robinson when he's averaging eight yards per carry. You know? Yeah, just hand it to Curtis Samuel. Those are the best. Runners. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows it's coming. It's totally. Well, you know just- what the best, the best runs are tie game, couple seconds left. 80 yards away or 50 yards away from the end zone. Let's hand the ball off. What can go wrong right here? <laughs> trust you back. Uh, <laughs> Those are the play calls you want to have. That's the ending you want. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, that, that was the craziest end of the week for sure. <laughs> like that's one of the craziest ends to a game I've ever seen. And like, it is funny that it's a Bill Belichick coach team that made one of the worst mistakes I've ever seen in a football game. I'm surprised he didn't run on the field after the first lateral to try to stop the play from happening. Because <laughs> once that first lateral goes, it's just craziness, man. You got a ball you're not expecting, you're, you're jittery, and you're just... <laughs> my, my favorite, though, is like, Jacoby Myers, like, chucks it back to Mac Jones at the 50. It's like, if you complete that lateral, what the hell is Mac Jones going to do from the... I think he, I think he literally wanted... I think he wanted Mac Jones to get blasted by Chandler Jones. I think that's what he wanted to have happen. Just get his quarterback rocked. Uh, and he couldn't throw it there fast enough. Oh, man. I, I felt so bad for Jacoby Myers there. Uh, he was a quarterback, right? He was, yeah. He, he had that little just – something snapped in him. But, gosh, uh, I know we're, we're clowning on the Patriots right now. But I, I give him a lot of credit. He stood up to the media after the game and just, like, took it. The reporters just asked him like dead on questions. You could tell they were all just like they didn't want to ask it. Just the elephant in the room. But Bill Belichick probably forced him. He was like, "You're gonna go up there and get trashed by these reporters." He kept his composure and uh, he was just like, "Look, it's on me." Obviously, yeah, that was that, that was tough. I'm watching it. I'm assuming there's a flag somewhere. Like this, like that play just doesn't happen. Like it's just, I'm assuming someone wrong. It'll get called back. Nope, just, all right, I guess the game's over. We're all talking about overtime. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, everybody. <laughs> just for up. Ramondre lateraling to keep the play alive. Ugh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, what a silly thing. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I guess like maybe he thought they could like get out of bounds to stop the clock, but it was already well past zero seconds, so I, yeah, I don't just, know. Just freaking, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If they wanted to do that to set up a Hail Mary, they would have done a passing play. So it's just like they're clearly not actually trying to score. I don't know why. He was just giving you 10 free yards for your stat sheet. Yeah. Uh, That was was tough. But if I'm being completely honest, the most ridiculous ending I've ever seen, and I did not believe it, was the ending in the Lions game. Imagine this. The Lions have a lead, and the other team is going to kick a field goal. Doesn't matter where you kick that ball from. Could be 30 yards. Could be 66 (laughs) yards. That ball's going through the uprights. We all know the story. They'll probably count it for four against the Lions. But the fact that instantly off Greg's leg, it was not going in, was the most ridiculous sight I've ever seen in my life. The Lions don't lose a game on a kick by the other team. It it was a a sight to see. And just Greg the leg, the demise of Greg the leg. He's had a good season, though, actually. Uh, Yeah, it's just... 
Uh, that's a rough one for him. But yeah. you know what I thought when Zach Wilson made that play? He rolls to the other side of the field, throws off like his back foot across to convert that. Like, I just thought, man, that play is going to keep him around for four more years. He's going <laughs> to bounce around from practice squads or whatever. Well, the funny, the funny thing is on that drive, they converted those like two third and longs or whatever. Well, the third and long and fourth or whatever it was. Um, but there was one in like second and 19 where the guy was open on like a post route. And it would have been like a 50-yard gain if he caught it in stride and he just sailed it. And I'm there like, woof, all right, that was their one play that could get him a 19-yard gain right there, and he missed it. And then he gets two more on those freaking crap plays. But, yeah, no, that was, he just had so many prayers in that game that were answered. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Zach Wilson does, like, like, he makes some plays, but he just also makes some terrible plays. Like the <laughs> interception he threw was so bad. It was rough. <laughs> it was very rough. <laughs> it was like safeties don't exist, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but it, it, it was some good stuff. Yeah, after those two random plays, I'm like, all right, they're destined to make this kick. Like, this is obscene. Uh, thankfully, they don't know how to use timeouts on a final drive, so they're forced to have to kick a 58-yarder, which is a tough kick, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I mean, the Lions don't know that because we'll kick a 50 plus yarder, even though we haven't made any all season game on the line. You know, we're up three. The other team can't drive. Let's just kick a 50 yarder. See if we can make it. Oh, we weren't even close again. (laughs) I bet they won't score a touchdown immediately. Oh, oh, (laughs) tough. Good thing we have our elite tight ends. Yeah. Right. With that long. Uh, you know, good play call, though. I, well, we I had to just... trade Hawkinson. We had to make space for right. <laughs> yeah, great play call. Because I, I like, I was fooled. I'm watching that play, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're stopped everywhere. Like everybody's, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's what he wanted to think. <laughs> Got him <laughs> going the other way, <laughs> and then somehow found the end zone was the most inc- incredible thing on that play. Bad job by the Jets. Like, I feel like that could be completed for, like, 10 to 15 yards. Like, good job by the other team. The fact that he was able to carry it for 30 more into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough loss for the Jets. Uh, definitely hurts their playoff chances. But the Lions are looking pretty good now. I mean, was, seven, you know. seven and seven, you know, looks so great to be 500. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does after you start one and six, so... <laughs> It does make me happier because I was like irrationally angry at the start of the season when we were losing games. I'm like, do we just suck? Like, should I stop like being this intense? I was like, I feel like we're good. And now I'm vindicated because we're a 500 team in December. See, I was right to be as pissed as I was. Turn it I around. We could have done better in their situation. <laughs> but uh, the. The, the Jets now have a tough game on Thursday night against the Jaguars, who are now surging. They took a had a pretty crazy game themselves, came back against the Cowboys and, and won in overtime. Uh, what do you make of that game? Zay Jones, man. Zay Jones, the god. <laughs> first team All-Pro, three touchdowns. <laughs> so for the first half of the game, it's a situation you see the Jaguars in a lot. 14 to like 35. You know, they're just <laughs> trailing by a lot. And you're like, all right, game off. Blake Bortles, it's done. But they came back. They found a way. This team is really turning the corner, you know. And Trevor Lawrence, uh, the biggest knock on him was like, oh, we only had like one or two 300-yard games his rookie year, man. This guy... He's he's putting together some really good performances. It's cool to see. 
yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks great. I think that the Jaguars have had just a few of like these like second halves where like they their offense just looks unstoppable. They just score on like every possession. I'm like, why can't they always do this? But you know, they've had it's like three out of the last four games now. I think where they've they've looked like that. It was like the Ravens game, the Titans game, and now this game. And uh, it, it just it, I don't know. I, I like what Doug Peterson's doing. Trevor Lawrence is, you know, making a leap and elevating his players. Like Evan Ingram and Zay Jones are looking good. Um, so I, I, I don't know. This uh, I, I really like. They're only one game back of the Titans now, and they have a, a game against them, so they could easily win that AFC South. You know what the the last two games have felt like from the Jaguars? It's like they're like a worse version of the Chiefs. You know, because they just have all these different receivers that are crushing it. Trevor Lawrence is crushing it. Then, like, the running back has 50 yards. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, so passing heavy. Yeah. And they got obviously got the elite tight end, Evan Ingram. Exactly, Travis dude. Kelsey, so. Evan Ingram, first team all pro. I'm just going to keep <laughs> saying that for the whole podcast. Everybody's first team all pro. Rashid Shahid. Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy talking about those teams because, like, those are the teams that the Lions have just beaten. Like, we took care of the Jaguars. We took care of the Jets. We've beaten the Commanders. We've beaten the Giants. We're uh, going all the way to the Super Bowl. Oh, my tickets. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, they're they're on a roll. They're one of the hottest teams in the league. Uh, you know how, many, how many times Matthew Stafford beat a team with a winning record? <laughs> <laughs> Like twice. Like twice, seriously. (laughs) I'm going to Google that. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Maybe more times than he had a 100-yard rusher with the Lions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, to be fair, I mean, uh, going back to the Jaguars, like, I I don't know. I I think they're more interesting than the Titans right now. Obviously, the AFC South is just kind of a terrible division, but – uh, it'd be interesting to see them in the playoffs. Um, I, I, it's a, I, I think they're more interesting than any that whoever is going to win the NFC South. <laughs> well, the AFC South, Tannehill is out for the season. I just saw that. Oh, is he really? I didn't even see that yet. Ooh, fantasy! <laughs> I want to confirm that, so I'm not spitting garbage here. You know that daily snark page. They post fast, and uh, they have a lot of spelling errors. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, if, if that's true, then I think it's pretty much over for the Titans. I, like, I don't I don't even know if they're going to be the Texans this next week then. So, oh my. Yeah, Bleacher Report. Maybe I can pick up Nick Foles. Yeah. I don't have a lot going on. I got Trey Lance. Jalen <laughs> <laughs> <Dylan> Hurts. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, likely out for the season after re-injuring right ankle. So it will be Malik Willis time. Oof. AKA uh, Derrick Henry in the Wildcat whole game. <laughs> rough. I mean, that might work, work against the Texans, so uh, we'll see. Derrick Henry should just start throwing the ball. He does whatever he does <laughs> the Texans. He's going to throw for 300 yards. Yeah. Uh, but but what about what about the NFC South? Who do you guys think is going to win that? Anything the Bucks hang on? <laughs> nobody deserves to win <laughs> but somebody has to i would love to see the saints just like somehow <laughs> take it you know because <laughs> they're just so weird man the saints are so weird andy dalton's gotta just see there. rashid shaheed in the in the playoffs so. we do I, I need to save rashid shaheed for my overreaction but 
the Saints, they've cracked me up for like the past two or three years. You know, Taysom Hill will probably be starting in, in week 18. Who knows? But the Bucks, I mean, the Bucks clearly don't want to win. And the yeah. Falcons are just like barely yeah. a team right now. <laughs> I mean, Desmond Ritter was worse than Marcus Mariota, which is <laughs> impressive. So, <laughs> And yet they still almost beat the Saints. So. Under the power of Tyler Algier, dude. Looked, looked good. I mean, Desmond Ritter didn't even crack 100 yards, which, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And that was with some garbage time throws. <laughs> oh, man, it's 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 looking rough there uh, in the entire South. I think the Bucks probably hold on, um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I guess just, you know, let Tom Brady still make the playoffs and then he can get crushed in the first round. By the commanders. Yeah, man. Uh, the Bucks <laughs> at this point are like a step above the Rams. Maybe two steps above the Rams, but that's not many steps. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the Rams, I mean, they just lost Ben Skoranek. So, like, are they going to score negative points from here on out? <laughs> I, I don't even know. Uh, like, uh, oh, God. The, the Rams, uh, they can just give up. They had that one nice Thursday night against the, the Raiders. That was cool. Um I, I very much enjoyed that game, but they're not winning another game. <laughs> Good. Good for the Lions. <laughs> exactly. That's true. I was pretty upset about that comeback victory. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be okay with you know whatever pick you get. It's going to be a lot better than you probably expected when you made the trade. That's what you get for going all in for a Super Bowl. Enjoy your <laughs> world championship, Rams. Yeah. Losers. We might make the playoffs. <laughs> I guess the one uh, good game we haven't hit on yet is the uh, Dolphins at the Bills. That was the Saturday night game. Um, you know, we did end up getting some snow at the end. Um, started off not so snowy and then started coming down. And uh, it's funny that the offense is still, you know, kind of dominated this game. I, was, I thought it was going to be a little lower scoring, to be honest. Yeah, I it, my my biggest takeaway from that game, and it might just be crazy to say, is I don't think both of those teams are that good. I'm just I'm just lower on the Bills and I'm low on the Dolphins. They're kind of, you know, they're more like bubble playoff teams to me than uh, like serious contenders is what I'm getting right now. I I don't think that's a crazy take. I mean, the Bills definitely haven't played as well as you know people were expecting and. Um, I think they're they're definitely not like the favorite by any means, but I th- I think they're still a contender. Uh, I think the Dolphins are good; like they might be able to make some noise, but they're I, I agree they're more like a bubble team. Um, uh, Bills probably need to get some people healthy to. Yeah, uh, and, the, and the injuries is a big big part of it. Not to say like right. they were frauds, like everyone likes to say about the Vikings, but uh, it's just they're not as strong as they once were. For both these teams, have been figured out a little bit. They're dealing with some major injuries. Josh Allen is going to have to be hand the ball off to himself in the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be kind of tough. At some point, he might have to catch passes that aren't thrown to Stephon Diggs. Yeah, too. like I mean that that's just kind of a tough. But they side. got Cole Beasley back. So it's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> yeah, it took him like 15 weeks to start throwing to Dawson Knox again. He, he exists. Um, they're trying to change. Like they're trying to put James Cook in that. RB one role. It's been a slow transgression through the past three games, but I think James Cook will be 
pretty much the full starter next game. They just keep showing him film of his brother. Just just do that. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be cool with that. Yeah, just be as good as him. <laughs> but, I mean, both teams are, are fine. But, I mean, the Bengals, the way that they've looked recently, I still have so much faith in the Chiefs. Yeah. The Eagles, you know, assuming that Hurts comes back and his Hurts, and then the Lions are probably the top four teams. <laughs> Even uh, though we lost to the Bills, barely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't count out Gardner Minshew, dude. He could be, he's the next Nick Foles. He's going to win the oh, Super Bowl for the Eagles. Yeah, that's actually true. Maybe that's what I'm going to go for in fantasy. Yeah. I'm in some trouble. Is he available? <laughs> I don't know. In Dynasty? Might be. Yeah. I think someone might have just picked him up. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I spent a hundred dollars on Rashid Shahid and sleepers. So <laughs> you really? Yeah. Yep. I'm surprised he wasn't owned. Actually, last year I spent all my budget on Tim Boyle. This year it's Rashid Shahid. So. <laughs> ah, yes, I did get him in Dynasty. I played a wa- I put a waiver claim in for Garner Minshew. I'm fine, baby. Championship, you oh, nice. would come. Yeah, I, I might. I might start him in uh, in one of my fantasy leagues this week. I'm, I'm thinking about starting him over Dak. I would do that. I think that's a good start. Um, I mean, all you have to do is go back to when he started last season, right? Yeah. Plus AJ Brown. Yeah. It's good. That looks like a good game. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, I, I I actually like the Eagles in that game. Uh, I'm I'm picking them. Um, Jack, you still need to send me your pick, by the way. So <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get that done. But uh, yeah, um, I think that was uh, kind of. Uh, all the games that we really wanted to talk about. Um, do uh, do we want to just get into overreactions? I got time for an overreaction. I got dinner in the oven, so I don't want I don't want that to burn. Or there'll be a different. Why, why, don't you, why don't you go first then, Jim? All right, let's see here. So overreacting. Oh man, so many things. Uh, I'm just gonna overreact to Justin Jefferson's move on Stephon Gilmore and just say. <laughs> Cornerback should not even try. Just don't, don't even try, man. Just, just let it happen. It's going to happen. You're going to get cooked. It's just going to be outrageous. Or put a comically large amount of guys guarding him. Six on that side, and it'll be awesome. Because Kirk is still going to throw it to him after throwing it to Jalen Rieger. He's like, all right, I got a better chance. One on six with Jefferson. <laughs> Do the other way. So, they simultaneously have the greatest and worst receiver in the league, and they were picked – one pick apart from each other. Good job by the Vikings. Yeah, uh, that is a good one. Um, all right, uh, Pat, do you have your your action? I do. It's I'm very grateful to the Saints for bringing us these wide receivers. Just the biggest dart throws in the world. You know, late in the season, the Tommy Lee Lewises, the Rashid Shahids. You know, just. I, I love it. I love Rashid Shahid, first team all pro. He wears a true receiver number, number 89, and he's good for five points every game because it's one catch, 40 yards at least. And his yeah. stock right now is just so high. I would start him again. Um, just Rashid Shahid, he's too good. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's, that's a great overreaction. I mean, it's barely even overreaction. I mean, it's just uh, clear that he's the, the – I mean, he should win rookie of the year. I think so too. <laughs> I think he should win offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my my overreaction. Uh, I I have a couple uh, 
fantasy overreactions. Um, so um, first of all, Pep, I know in you're you're in this league with me. <laughs> I know we, it's we're coming. in an eight team league, uh, and the uh, we're, everybody's team is stacked because it's an eight team league. And but I have the most points, and I'm tied with two other guys uh, for like the third through fifth spot, and. I somehow did not make the playoffs. Only top four make the playoffs. And I ended up in fifth because the tiebreaker is head to head, which legitimately makes zero sense. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I I can't fathom how people think that's a good tiebreaker in fantasy. Like head to head matchups are just for fun. Like you have to incorporate points to some degree when that's like the actual test of how good your team performed, like the head to head is just, you're just compare. You're not actually playing against each other. Your teams aren't interacting. You're just comparing your scores on those random weeks. Uh, so I, I don't understand how people can think that's a good tiebreaker. Um, and I, if I outscore everybody the next two weeks, I am considering myself the winner of that league. I, I don't care about the money. Uh, but I considering myself the champion. That's my reaction. Um, so um, we'll, we'll see. I'm setting my lineup and uh, I, I, I will refute. I, in my mind, I will be the champion if I do that. I knew a passionate overreaction was coming. I mean, cause yeah, you really, you really let them have it in that. Dude, I, that is just so dumb. Uh, dude, uh, Zach or Nikki, I know you listen to the podcast. That's, it's a crime against humanity. The type, the head-to-head tiebreaker makes zero sense. It's like it, it, like you're just taking scores from two random weeks. I, I don't understand. That's you might as well flip a coin. You might as well flip a coin if you're going to do that tiebreaker. And seriously. That's all you can do. Uh, my, I actually have one other fantasy overreaction. I was listening to a podcast where people are like, you shouldn't make claim waiver claims if you don't make the playoffs um, to be courteous to the people who did. And I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, you you can do whatever you want. You If you want to just screw over the people who made the playoffs, do that. Um, you know, I don't... I, if you like, if you're dropping people just to like, you know, ruin the league, then that's obviously I'm, I'm against that. But if you're just picking up people, it's like you're playing fantasy. You can still play even if you got eliminated. I don't care. I mean, and also there are leagues where the last place has to do stupid shit, you know? Yeah. Well, they, so they, like they you're said, still playing. They said, yeah. They said if there is no punishment, to be fair. But I'm, I think you, if you want to just play for fun and, have and you know compete in the consolation bracket i don't think it matters i don't care about winning the consolation there's, bracket. there's more motives than fantasy you know you <laughs> might have resentments against that person in exactly a you know, if you want to screw over the people who made the playoffs and doing it yeah <clears throat> you're totally within your right to make a waiver claim absolutely make waiver claims just don't trade as soon as the playoffs come (laughs) yeah don't like you know just collude and like you know give give some team in the playoffs like free players like that's that's different but someone close to me 
won't reveal who they're they're a bit newer to fantasy so they don't know like the the courtesies and stuff yeah they're just like i'm trying to trade for so and so they made the playoffs and i was just like don't do it and they're like oh why and i was like you just not how the, the whole league is going to get pissed off at you. You really don't want this to happen. <laughs> That's kind of why trade deadlines exist. You know, it's the probably put that in, but yeah. Anyway, uh, good luck to everybody in their fantasy playoffs. Uh, I'm still in a, live in a couple leagues. So, uh, you know, hopefully take home a couple, a couple titles. Yeah. It's these playoffs though. It's the, just, there's a lot of random, big performances happening and it's not with the high profile guys like there's a lot of dart throws you have to make lately um to be competitive in these playoffs as we saw you know a a gentleman in one of our leagues he made a trade for a lot of high profile raiders players (laughs) and did not work out for him in the first round of the playoffs yeah the three players he traded for nick chubb josh jacobs and Devontae adams combined for like 26 points and so. then he got eliminated in the first round and now has no pick. So he's like the Rams if they didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. That's rough. But, you know, here I am starting Tom Brady as my quarterback. <laughs> Still advancing, you know, Cole Kmet at tight end. That is a good joke. You are, you're, I mean, your team is stacked other than that. but uh, It's yeah, a consistent winner. It's yeah. a consistent winner. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck to you. I know you, Jump, and Reeb are all still alive in that league. So, yeah. yeah. The pro football jokes always just makes a push in that league. Yeah. just I just you know can't let Mahomes alone win. Can't let Mahomes alone win. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I took him out last season. So we'll see this season. All right. I, well, I believe in you, Pep. Thanks, uh, man. All right. Well, good luck to everybody out there. Everybody have Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And- Thank you.